635, I'd like to start the Master Plan Committee tonight's agenda, November 8th, 2023. Uh, meetings will be held in the Municipal Building, third floor training room, 355 East Central Street. <clears throat> A note to residents, all citizens are welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. The meetings will also be live streamed by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29. Recordings of meetings are available on Franklin TV's Franklin Town Hall TV YouTube channel. And additionally, in an effort to maximize citizens' engagement opportunities, citizens will be able to continue to participate remotely via phone or Zoom. The link to access to tonight's meeting uh, is posted on the agenda. You can copy the URL into your browser or call in phone number is one nine two nine. Two zero five six zero nine nine, and enter ID eight nine five zero eight nine nine two seven five one, and then press the press the pound symbol. So once again, that call in number is one nine two nine two zero five six zero nine nine, and then enter the meeting ID number eight nine five zero eight nine nine two seven five one, and then press pound. All right, so we got a really interesting agenda tonight. A lot on our plate coming up for the, uh, the holiday season. Um, the first thing on our agenda for tonight are meeting minutes. We need a. We, have, we don't have any meetings no. from last week. No. So, um, yeah, Mr. So Chairman will be on the next meeting. Nothing to approve for tonight. So next is subcommittee updates. I'll go to Kobe. You're awesome. Like right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I sent uh, everyone uh, a little uh, update on, on what we're doing. Um, so we're, we're starting to plan out our topic-based uh, meetings um, and, and excited to receive the, the data before we uh, start those and then, and then schedule them out. But uh, we did get uh, really launched off with our bike tour this Sunday, which worked out fantastic. Uh, all four committee members were there. We had a few other people join us. and. Um, what really put it over the top is we were joined by uh, the best local TV studio. Um, he and a, and a cameraman came out and recorded the whole thing, so everyone's going to be able to, um, you know, learn along with everything uh, that we learned. Uh, but we had a lot of face-to-face -face time with um, schools, police, fire, uh, library, DPW, and got to see some of the facilities ourselves, and it really worked out well. So um, as soon as that's edited, which it's four and a half hours of footage, so it might take some time, uh, but we'll, we'll share that around and make sure that uh, you guys can follow along if you weren't able to join. Wow. Nice. Four and a half. Um, any updates on when your next uh, committee meeting will be? Next committee meeting, I believe it's the 20th. Okay. Um, it's, our, it's, it's We meet before the large committee. Okay. So, so we're going to be in the next, uh, next meeting, next full meeting. Prior meeting, okay. yeah, which I believe is the 29th. Is our next meeting. So it's the 29th. 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 Perfect. Anything else? That's it. All right. Uh, Gino, overview of sustainability, sir. Uh, we haven't met since the last meeting. We have our next meeting scheduled for December 4th. We're looking forward to receiving the information tonight. And I just also would like to acknowledge that, for those who don't know, today, November 8th, is annual World Town Planning Day. So it's appropriate to be meeting here today. Yes. Very, very appropriate. Appreciate your uh, town planning. Thank, thank you.
for that June That's awesome. Um, Janelle, uh, land use and zoning. Davis-Thayer reuse and uh, um, the school facility assessment and um, the police station one, right? So if, if there's other committees working on these things, but they will inform what this master plan committee does, just something to think about as, as a broader broader group rather than every subcommittee try to reach out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we can always request, like, for, for instance, I can reach out to the chair of the Davis-Thayer reuse Maybe she would come and give us a, some feedback as to what their, some, their community is currently working on and what their plans are, um, as well as the others. Um, and you have a date for your next meeting? Uh, Monday. This Monday? Yes. Coming up. Very good. Uh, that leaves us with Ken Elmore. From, 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 are you in Paris, sir? Specific I am in Paris. Yes, wow. indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are, I, I've still got to make sure that we get a committee uh, meeting or two in, engaged, so not quite there yet. Yeah. All right. Understood, sir. Thank you. Enjoy uh, France. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Megan's not here, but she said she may be chiming in sometime around seven. So when she get, if she does take an opportunity to chime in, uh, we'll ask her for an update on the open space and recreation subcommittee. Uh, until then, let's move on to our next agenda because we have a lot of information to go over tonight. Uh, we have an update for existing conditions and inventory from uh, Beta and Barrett tonight on our agenda. Amy, I'll pass it over to you first, just as kind of a summary, and then lead into Mayor Barrett, please. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. They have um, they have a draft document that will be submitted to this committee next week. Um, just to get a final um, look over on, on the document. They're going to do a present a presentation tonight um, that will kind of go over some of the facts that um, are, are part of this. We're hoping. Um, it's a very long document, but they really um, will need feedback from this entire committee. Um, we're hoping um, at one of the December meetings we could put uh, provide hold the whole meeting on comments. 
to that document because then from there they can move on to the next steps in the master plan. Um, it's a lot. If this committee doesn't think they have enough time, we can we can talk about that. But we're hoping if we get it to you by next week, we were talking about, I think it's December 13th. Yes. That, yep. Yeah, um, that we meet, that um, we were kind of hoping to dedicate that meeting to feedback on um, on the document. From there. Um, so I hold on for one second. So, folks, I, I know it's the holidays, and there's a lot going on. Um, you know, it just so turns out that much of the information from Beta or Barry is coming this close to the holidays. Uh, does everyone feel comfortable? That gives us roughly five weeks to kind of digest this information, come up with any questions and feedback we have from tonight's presentation. Everyone feel, I just want to get a, a general consensus. Everyone feel comfortable with that? I'm sorry? Well, we're not, we're just the next meeting, the 13th, when we'll be, we'll be providing with feedback on the, on the data we're going to receive tonight so that they can move, they can uh, move forward with it. All right. Okay. Yeah, so I just say for next week, uh, look at your emails. I'll, I'll be sending it out via email. Uh, if someone did want a hard copy of it, please let me know and we can get it printed for you. Um, take a couple days, but we can provide a hard copy as well. Um, so just keep your eyes open for next week. I don't have an exact date, but it will be coming in your email next week. Okay. Does any, just, I might as well ask right now, does anyone have any desire to get a hard copy of yeah, the document? I don't have, I won't get the document until next week, but by next Friday, if I get it in time, I could. I want one. Not this weekend, but by hopefully by next weekend. Does that work? Okay. You want a hard copy, Jeff? Yes, uh, Ken, would you like a hard copy, or would you look okay with electronic? Electronic be fine. Okay. Uh, if I can print some pieces of it, that would be great, but I can do that from the electronic copy. Okay, great. Thank you. With that, um, why don't we take it over? I'm sorry, Janelle. So we're we're getting the document next week. We're seeing a, a preview of it now. You're seeing or a presentation, a kind okay. of an overview tonight. Okay. Of what to expect. So our agenda for Monday's land use meeting. Yeah, we might we might skip that meeting because our agenda for that was going to be to like bring initial comments as a group and. It's kind of tough about the document. Right. right. <laughs> um, okay. Are you going to? Look, just send me an email if you're going to cancel the meeting. Okay. And I can take take it off tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about the timing, okay. folks. We thought we were getting the I thought so information too. today. I didn't know this was just a presentation. Amy, um, actually, I should see. Why wouldn't they be able to provide that full document? I think. So I had met with them on Monday. We always do a check-in every yeah. couple of weeks that um, they had the final document, but they just needed to have a final look over. Um, before they provide it to the committee to make sure that everything in it is what they expect it to be and what the information is, so they're just running a little bit behind. Okay. Understood. It's the holidays. All right. With that, uh, let's go over to Jill. Jill Slankus from, from Barrett. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Um, Amy, please let me know if you want to share the slides or if I can do so as a co-host. I'll make you a co-host. Terrific. Um, and thanks to the committee for um, 
giving us a few extra days. When we bring these documents together, we have to go through and just make sure they're formatted. Um, it'll be pretty easy on the eyes, but in terms of um, the formatting, the numbering and so forth, um, we just want to have it as, as best as possible. Um, and of course, there's, I'm sure there's a thing or two in there that you'll catch. So thank you for the grace of a few extra days and we look forward to your feedback on it in the upcoming weeks. as well as 
his view on all these elements, but you know, looking for you to tell us if we missed something or got something wrong, kind of dot the I's and you know, cr cross the T's. And you know, this is uh, uh, the inventory existing conditions. It's uh, a required piece, uh, you know, for uh, the state, um, you know, master planning guidelines. But it's not the most important piece in the sense that when you look at this, you know, we shouldn't be looking at it as just a sense of you know a set of data. And it has to be in there, but you know, what you should take out of it is what, what are the important pieces, um, issues, and opportunities that when we go forward and try to come up with you know actions and strategies and goals, what's what's important to come out of existing conditions. Um, and I guess if I had to say overall, you know, I think we were pretty pleasantly surprised at the condition of a lot of the you know these elements and towns, departments, and operations, so not, not every town is like that, I can assure you, um, so that was, uh, that was refreshing for us, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot in there, and um, so we're looking for your feedback, so we have some slides just to give you kind of a sense, a slice of what's in each report, and, that, and if, if something's not in there in these slides, don't worry, because it's, it's just a very brief summary, kind of a, a snapshot, and uh, all the all the other information will be in the in in the um, you know in the chapters. So um, you know if, if we don't touch on it tonight, and it's just to give, just give you a very brief you know snapshot of what the, the chapters uh, will be speaking to. Thank you, Jeff. And that's a, that's a good point. As you go, we kind of asked everybody who was working on the elements on our team to um, put the kind of the three main things or top things that, that they've come across on the slides. Um, they're not necessarily ranked, but we kind of, again, just to give an overview, we couldn't cover it all. It's about 175 pages, the actual document. Um, so this is just an overview. Okay. So economic development, um, the town definitely aims to provide a pro-business environment is what we've gathered. Um, there's a low single tax rate economic incentives for businesses such as priority development sites, economic opportunity areas. Uh, Franklin is a growth community um, with that encur encourages businesses to grow um, with streamlined permitting processes, ample industrial land, uh, priority development sites, economic opportunity areas, modernized infrastructure, excellent municipal services, well-educated workforce, diverse housing opportunities, and a great quality of life. Uh, the town has implemented and continues to work on the recommendations presented in the recent Metropolitan Area Planning Council market study from 2020 and the Franklin for All rezoning project. For housing, the town is working to allow for more higher density residences, including multi-purpose residency and businesses. Um, of the estimated um, 2,289 acres of residentially zoned land remaining available for residential development, the average undeveloped lot size is two and a half acres and approximately 45% of the lots are less than a half acre in size. Uh, according to a study by the Department of Planning and Community Development, there were 117 parcels of land, um, a little over 1,800 acres, that are five or more acres in size that remain developable. Um, 
there's been a continuous increase of the number of available affording housing units through grant funding and incentives. Um, and in um, discussions, um, in our interviews, we heard um, you know, more than once that there was interest and a need for intermediate housing. Land use, okay, residential land uses dominate Franklin's landscape, um, coming in at a little over 45% of the land. Um, single family, the, the next largest category is public land, federal, state, municipal facilities and structures at about 11%, and over 80% of the town is zoned for residential use. Um, roughly 6.5% of Franklin's privately owned land area remains vacant, and according to the assessor's office, about half of that 6.5% is considered developable and the other half is considered undevelopable. Um, since the last master plan, there have been numerous zoning amendments focused on attracting businesses, increasing density, and allowing for mixed-use development. For natural, cultural, and historic resources, um, Franklin you know, has an abundance of natural and cultural and historic resources. Um, the town aims to continue to preserve and maintain those. The town, as you know, is, has a rich history. Though gaps remain, um, there's a lack of information about um, some of the indigenous history, and there seemed to be an interest in um, building heritage tourism um, at some of the at some of the sites. Um, if that information can be developed and implemented. Uh, there's also um, another idea was to explore additional strategies to protect historic properties. The Franklin Cultural District is a treasure established in June of 2017. Um, and we gathered that there was a strong interest in continuing strategic planning for the arts, culture, and history. Open space and recreation. The town has approximately 2,000 acres reserved for conservation and recreation. Out of this land, approximately 1,100 acres are designated as protected conservation and open space areas. Um, the open space and recreation plan includes goals, objectives, and actions that would increase the connectivity to and between Franklin's recreation areas, conservation areas, and open space including safe walking and bicycle linkages through the creation of a cohesive emerald necklace, linking and promoting access to the town's open spaces and conservation areas. Uh, connectivity and access improvements should place a particular emphasis on improved access for the elderly, persons with disabilities, and families with young children. Um, in addition, Franklin has cluster or open space development bylaws. And these bylaws retain the same density as existing zoning would permit, but allow the lots to be reduced in size and located on only a portion of a developable parcel in order that the remainder of the parcel can be dedicated as conservation land. And this policy has resulted in the preservation of hundreds of acres of conservation lands in Franklin. Um, in 2020, Franklin adopted the Community Preservation Act to safeguard Maple Hill Conservation Area and Schmidt's Farm for future development, preserving their natural beauty. Um, and in a short time, it seems as if um, a fair bit has been underway with the CPA um, program. Yeah, I'll take over now. Thank you, Jill. Uh, so public facilities and community service, uh, this is a large element. It's, it's data rich. Um, 
includes all services, facilities, in town buildings. Um, there's discussion of rehabilitation or expanding, you know, police station and repurposing of the, um, you know, closed uh, Davis uh, Thayer School Building. Um, there was some uh, discussion of some departments may need additional space from the town hall. Um, you know, gets rehabilitated. Um, departments such as health and technology may have increased staff, so that'd be something to consider. Um, you know, emergency services uh, appear like they're in excellent shape. In fact, the fire department is ISO one rating, um, one of you know 450 fire departments in the country. So it's it's quite impressive. Um, there's some discussion of need for an additional fire station because of um, long response times to the northern part of town and maybe um, also a training facility. Um, there's uh, some great sustainable technology I'll talk about in a, a minute. Um, probably the, the largest project going on DPW will be re rehabilitation and replacement of the, uh, the Beaver Street Interceptor uh, uh, sewage line, which is 2.3 miles long. It's really the largest um, infrastructure piece in the, in, the, in the sewer system in the town. Next slide. Uh, so circulation, uh, transportation, um, you know, safety is always um, at the forefront of transportation. We look at multi-modes, um, you know, traffic, pedestrians, bikes, um, you know, transit. Um, but there's some high crash rates in town, um, particularly along Route 140 and high congestion in that area. Um, that roadway is under mass dot jurisdiction, which... Um, um, yeah, there's some uh, regulations according to that, which it's not under town regulation. Um, but, you know, there could be measures to identify um, improvements uh, for both safety and uh, congestion and mobility in that quarter. Um, the town's undertaken a lot of um, pedestrian and bicycle improvements over the last few years. Um, you know, Brutus' department does a great job. Um, including complete streets uh, projects in the area. Um, and so, you know, these are things like, um, you know, improving pedestrian safety, crosswalks and shortening distances, and uh, bicycle paths. So, um, and, the, and it looks like, the, you know, the town is going to continue to do that in the future, um, including the, um, you know, the Southern uh, New England uh, trunk line, um, you know, looking, expanding that to downtown. Um, and Grove, you know, Grove Street is an example where the, uh, the shared use path was, was constructed for uh, one phase and will be expanded, you know, in the next few years. And the town has uh, a great pavement management program, and um, you know, it's, it's and, you know, like to continue funding that program so to maintain the high qualities of roadways, and then maybe look at expanding that to sidewalks in the future also. Uh, next slide, please. Yeah, sustainability, actually the town has done a lot. Uh, sustainability and resiliency, you know, is um, over the last five years, it's become um, an element or part of an element of a lot of uh, community master plans, but the town was designated as a green community in 2017 and looks toward uh, working towards a lot of those, uh, those measures and goals. Um, there's actually a lot of um, programs and plans that the uh, Franklin has developed a municipal vulnerability 
programs, MVP program uh, through the state, and hazard mitigation program. Uh, there's others, the Energy Reduction Plan in 2017, uh, the Franklin Community Choice Power uh, Supply Program was another one, and you know there's uh, 35 solar arrays uh, located through town, and a lot of electricity from town buildings comes from solar generation, which is great. Um, and then with most things, identifying you know additional funding for expanding um, you know sustainable programs in the future will be a, a critical element. And I, that's a so that's a quick summary of our, our eight elements. Wow, that certainly uh, covered a lot of a lot of detail in a short period of time. I'm looking forward to seeing the whole document. Um, you said it was about approximately 175 pages long. Yes, and that includes tables, figures, maps. Okay. Um, and I hate to ask this, but how soon do you think you can get that to us? Um, not before Monday. Okay. Understood. We're just trying to work work around setting up subcommittees and <laughs> stuff like that, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so this is the question session. Does anybody, I'm going to go, I'm going to start uh, with Joe and work my way around for a series of questions, okay? Joe? Specific questions mm -hmm. on how this was designed? In regards or? to anything that they covered in this thing. Okay. Uh, you had mentioned 1,808 acres of vacant land. Was mm -hmm. was anything accounted? Was that uh, residential only, commercial, industrial? How did that break down? Mm -hmm. Lily, if you know, chime in. Um, that was in the house. That was the 1800 was um, the 117 residential partial parcels okay. that remained available. Okay, now, and the, so the, all the wetlands were counted in on that? So, no, no, probably not. Um, there might be wetlands on those lands. Um, for example, two of the lands um, were the, um, the, I might be saying this wrong, the sister CN nuns of Mount St. Mary's, they own a little over 500 acres, and another is Dean College with 90 acres. So that 600 acres would reduce the number to about 1,200 um, and a five or more. So we could look into that. That's stuff that we can, um, you know, drill down into, but I don't have that readily available right, you know, right now. Okay, because I'm just thinking of developable, developable land mm -hmm. to me means something that can put a shovel in the ground. And if half of this might be wet or within buffer zones, really chops that acreage right down. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Thanks. Bruce? Yeah, do we have any idea in your report about how many single-family homes there are in the town of Franklin, how many multi-family homes there are? Yes, that's in the report. Okay. Because that's kind of what some of us were looking for. Okay. What's that? You uh, you said there were 35 solar arrays in, in Franklin. What, what's what? That does that could possibly include residential uh, housing. Yeah. What's what? What's the definition of the array that's in that number? Yeah. Those that doesn't include. Um, that, that's right. Doesn't include private. Um, I'll have to get you this, the statistics on that. So I'm 
not sure if I could, I could find that right now, but I could get back to you on that. Okay, thank you. That's all, else, Gina. Just a few questions. On, thank you for this. I, I look forward to seeing the data. Uh, do we have comparisons for any of this? I think of comparisons for um, you know some of the land use numbers around you know percent that we dedicate towards certain uses. Um, are you able to provide any of that, or is any of that in the report? In comparisons, you mean with surrounding or like towns? Yeah, surrounding or like towns. Yeah, like here. Yes. Eighty percent is done. residential, or something. You know, is that is that typical of a, of a town like ours? Um, we did a lot of comparisons in different chapters using um, data that the planning department gave us um, a set of towns to use um, for the comparison. So we have a number of chapters those comparisons, um, and the specific one that you're mentioning, though, I'm not sure. Okay, that was an example. Mm -hmm. um, the the crash. Or is crash data in the report? That that's part of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah, there's there's quite a bit on crashes, and that that is a comparison that's provided um, with state you know state averages. So one one is just the you know the the number of crashes, and then the severity of crashes, you know, injury or fatalities, and then vulnerable users such as pedestrians and bikes, and then and then there's um, it's called a um, Highway Safety um, Improvement Program. It's it's kind of a high crash location for the region. So um, that, that that's in there also. So it's a comparison against um, you know other communities and state statewide averages. Perfect. Thank you. Um, and then the additional space needs for health and tech. Is is there going to be data behind that, or is that more um, just through conversation? That was more qualitative, um, you know, kind of, you know, what, what future, what might be your future needs? You know, we, we, we asked people, you know, what, you know, look toward the future, what, what do you see? And that, that was probably one of the, the questions we asked. So I don't, it's not quantitative, but, um, you know, that's something we could, you know, drill down on in the, in the future. Okay. Well, I very much look forward to getting into the data and having a bunch more questions. Mine was actually just, uh, you know, in connection to, to Kobe's there, um, the crash rates, do you, will they be kind of split up by location, like thinking about our circulation um, portion of our subcommittee, like really knowing the specific spots where we're having more problems would, would be really helpful. Yeah, we, we identify what we call high crash locations. So those, okay. yeah, those, are, those are identified in the report. Awesome. Okay. You might just simplify things by writing Dunkin' Donuts next to it. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, two quick questions. One, um, on the information you had on solar, did you, uh, is there information in there about uh, the type of solar? Is it ground mounted? Is it building mounted? Can it be structures, the size of the arrays? whether they're community solar or not. Any any sort of detail in there about that? Uh, we have detail. I'm, lo I'm looking at the chapter right now. Um, I, mean, I mean, it talks about the, you know, the kilowatt, kilowatt um, you know, power 
um, some of the locations. I'm not sure if it talks about the type and how it's. Well, there is. No, I take that back. There is some discussion of ground-mounted solar arrays, um, uh, ground and roof-mounted solar arrays. So yeah, there is there is information there. Great. Thanks. Um, and then the second question I have is, uh, you, ha you made a comment uh, about indigenous culture in town and uh, interest towards knowing more about that. I was wondering if you could just expand on that, on you know, where that came up from and, and uh, going into that. Yes, I think that came up in, in more than one conversation. It was something that um, maybe was relevant to the open space and recreation plan. I think Franklin, uh, maybe six different tribes have some connection to Franklin, and um, it came up in terms of um, the built heritage tourism in the thinking of maybe a river bend or somewhere in town. If there's a known um, connection, um, it'd be nice to highlight the history of the people who you know may have been in that area, what what they did for a living, or what the connection was to agriculture. I'm not exactly sure, but it definitely seemed like something of interest and of um, history to Franklin, but maybe not enough um, information to to produce something on it, but it was maybe a desire that if this is part of Franklin's history, how can we, you know, how can that be incorporated into, um, it was in relation to some of the open space um, areas. Great, thanks so much. Yeah, I'd really encourage uh, the group to, as we're, looking to collect feedback from community members to also look at having outreach to the tribes um, to get some of that uh, detail um, to help inform our future here. Beat me to it, that was my question. Rick? Spinning off of Aaron's question about the traffic and traffic issues. Um, Rick, just to make sure we're talking to the microphone. Sorry. Yeah, um, I'd be looking for more data on um, what type of Incidents that are considered trash, uh, crash, traffic crashes. Are they um, more in congested areas like downtown or on 140, or are they on more the open dragway kind of spots, high speed, more collisions? And depending on the, that data, are they um, how much of them have severe injuries versus you know minor injuries that people just you know, can drive away and walk away, whatever. Um, just a little more, yeah. a little more detail on that. Oh yeah, there's there's plenty of detail on that. Um, usually, it's broken down into severe um, injuries, so um, or or fatalities, and then you know we have information on the types of crashes. Um, you know, in the report itself, you know we, we have the high crash locations, um, and those are a lot of those are at intersections, a lot are on Route 140 itself, um, but some some are. But, you know, if there's other locations that don't pop up, sometimes we have locations that the data doesn't represent. So say you have, like, a lot of near misses somewhere. But it's not necessarily a lot of crashes, but you know just because you drive around town and walk around town, this is an unsafe condition. You know, we'd like to know about that, but we, we can't quantify that based on the data we get from the state, so we'd like to here if there's other locations that should be grouped as, you know, a potential hazard location that the data doesn't represent. Thank you. Seth. 
related to circulation beyond just the traffic crashes, did you gather any data related to just counts, whether that's vehicular counts or bike counts or pedestrian counts? Yeah, so we obtained um, whatever we can find, um, mostly for um, traffic volumes, both um, average daily traffic and uh, peak hour traffic. Um, you know, so we got that from various studies, uh, MassDOT, um, you know, traffic volume website, and so forth. Um, yeah, so there, there is data there. In terms of pedestrians, not so much. Um, you know, if we miss something or we have a good source, you know, we would gladly accept that. So, um, you know, and then, you know, obviously there's locations downtown near the college where there's high pedestrian, you know, more high pedestrian crossings. So um, that'd be more qualitative type information. And then nothing about bikes either? Uh, we, you know, we have a bicycle and pedestrian section, but we don't have much on, on volumes, you know, for those sections. We just, just don't. Um, you know, we have the facilities um, themselves and the connections and what type of facility, but we don't have much on volumes. We didn't collect um, any new data ourselves, and that's typical for a master plan. Uh, we obtain what, whatever is available. Um, we just don't have the, um, you know, the, the budget to collect it new data you know, collection counts for the, for the chapter. Okay. And then um, I had another question about, um, in, did you take the 2013 master plan as an existing condition and we did the update in 2020, but did, did you look at the goals and objectives and what has been met and, you know, what what's still in progress and if, or it was did you do it? striked? Right. Did you, because in other words, did you relevant. an objective overview? Yeah. Of the... So, so we know where we're starting from, based on updating that master plan. Yes, I think most of the chapters um, acknowledge the 2013 master plan and um, things that have been accomplished since then. But that's something that um, we, you know we can make sure we have that tightened up on, especially with your knowledge for the subcommittees that have been going over that. Because um, then further on after the existing conditions report, you know, we get into key issues and opportunities, as Jeff mentioned earlier, and then shaping goals and strategies for, and that, that will guide the, um, the implementation plan. So this is all kind of leading up to that. So yeah, important, yeah, to acknowledge what's been done. So I think a lot of the chapters captured, if not all things that have been done, but if we have missed something, um, either, you know, to a small extent or big extent, Please let us know. We can take a look at that also before we get it to you. But it won't it won't hold up the process. Thank you. You're welcome. Anything else? No. Uh, uh, Ken, over to you, sir. If you have any questions. Uh Ken or more? If you have any questions, sir. Chairman, I got an additional question. Okay. I just want to acknowledge. Was uh, Route 495 included in these traffic studies? It, it is, okay. yes. So traffic on 495 is added in with everything else? Yeah, there's uh, traffic volumes and crash data you know, pre you know, presented for 495. Um, you know, acknowledging it's, you know, obviously under uh, mass DOT jurisdiction. Just one quick 
kind of my pet peeve from the beginning when we started our first plans, and I had asked Peter if they could look into it. Um, as far as housing affordability, housing, uh, the hidden secret is we're at 11 and a half, 12 percent. Down here, we're down really to about 10.5, 10.8. Was anything done to figure out what percentage of affordability housing do we offer in Franklin right now? What that true number is, Jill? Or yeah, for is it for the affordable housing? Yes. Okay. Um, I have this little blip here, and the chapter may have more. But it says since the town's 2011 affordable housing strategy and development action plan, the um, subsidized housing inventory, the SHI, has increased from 10.4% to 12%, and that Franklin works with the Housing Choice Initiative, um, which creates incentives, rewards, technical assistance um, to encourage and empower municipalities to plan and build the diverse housing stock to continue to thrive. Did, so, Did you say that was 2011s? No, no, no. Since, since 2011, Franklin is so I have that they are at twelve percent. They are at twelve percent. Our, our current is twelve percent. That's yeah, but I could be wrong. Well, the real figure because no one seems yeah. to really have. The right yeah, that does. That's definitely something. So I have a court as of December 21, 2020, 12 percent. Oh, yes. All right. I mean, that's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. That was before the census. Yeah. So it's three years old. It is. Data is three years old. Yeah. So the number could not be accurate. It's fair, it's not. That seems very gettable. Yeah. What do you mean? It just seems yeah. like a number that we can, that there just is a right answer. It is. And we can find that. You should be able to try. Yeah. 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 Just out of curiosity, um, based on your response, Jill, in the 2020 information with the 12%, where, where did you gather that information from? Was that through the development plan and planning department, or who, who was that? Who made that information available? Um, I'd be curious to ask the town administrator about that number myself. Yeah, do you have a sense of what you think the number is? Well, we we. We have a sneaky suspicion it's not as high as 12, especially since the census has come up. There was something we posted a couple 10. weeks ago. 10.86. Yeah, either 10.86 10, right. 10. or 10.6 Okay. right now. Right. So, yeah. Uh, if, we, if we could get End of some clarification on that, Amy. I, I know that we get mailed um, the SHI numbers every year and the last one that we received we were 11.8 and that's where we've been I we have not received as far as I know to my department any numbers showing that we are lower than 11.8 percent so if there's numbers out there I they haven't been spent to my department I don't know if any other departments have gotten them I can't speak for other departments um, I haven't seen any further data on it but we are still seeing that we are at 11.8%. So you as a department don't go out every day and check out? Well, the they're mailed to us because they have to be mailed. We, we have housing under DPCD. Right. So they get mailed to Maxine. Um, that This is what the, from the, for the SHI numbers, with a list 
of all that's included with all the addresses and everybody who's included on that list. So we have to, that's the official list that we get. Now, if there's other lists out there, there's other data out there that's not being mailed to us or being mailed to other departments, we don't know about. But as far as I know, we're still at 11.8%. Maybe the next meeting, the 29th, if we can just get some clarification on that. Um, even if we have to reach out to, to uh, assessors or even to, to Jamie directly. Yeah, yeah, this is all no. Okay. Yeah. I guess related to that, um, will we receive data on housing sizes? You know, is it just going to be like single family versus multifamily, or are we actually going to be able to see like square footage of home? Yeah. How deep are you digging on that, Jill? If, no, I don't think I don't think we're providing square footage of homes. Oh, yeah, it'll be by units. Different by units. Okay, that's an average number. No, not by bedrooms. No. Um, <laughs> Are we allowed to? That's a lot of information. Yeah. We need a whole new study. Yeah. No, it, no, sure. Assessor's this, office. This is in the assessor's office. They don't have it. They, they just don't have that. I mean, they don't have senior housing. They don't have duplex. They don't have triplex. They don't, they don't, they don't have any of that. They should have square footage of built. It's they got a rough idea of the square footage is of a building, that's, but you know, yeah. they, they don't know what's allocated for each section. I just want to put up the point again is if, if it is the 11.8 or if it is the 10.8 whatever we're talking and the 20 census was up at a full 12 mm -hmm. at the rate we're going how long I mean it's only a couple of years away we're going to be below 10 percent if the numbers are dwindling down slow uh, yeah, but, I don't but, want to, sorry I, I just don't want to confuse uh, two things yes I think it's important to ensure that we know our affordable housing relative to 40B. I also think that we have uh, housing needs beyond just meeting our 40B requirements, which is offering different types of housing options for different people. And it would be nice to have that data. I just don't know, do we have the ability to ask for certain data? Because again, I think the data exists. It's just a matter of like aggregating it in a way that's useful to us. And that seems mm -hmm. like something that we would ask to do? Well, DPCD has put together estimates of, we've gotten data from assessors of like how many units we have, because you go off mm -hmm. total units to get your percentage. And then we've projected of um, projects that are currently build, being built and projects that have been approved and not built. Um, and we've put together, has our department, our numbers. And we were pretty much, pretty close to what the SHI came about in the last me in the last memo but that's I mean we as a department we have some of that information because um, you know the state doesn't know what's coming in or what's going to be built at the time so, uh, yeah yeah the 40b question aside my question size of housing units uh, square footage of housing units regardless of affordability um, is that something that could be aggregated and presented? 
You can go online well, with your pets. What's, what's, you what's the walk. use of that? No, I guess I'm not sure. The use of that is lowercase a affordable housing is dictated in part by size of unit. And so if we uh, only have, um, you know, very large uh, single family homes, that's the difference between a very large single family home and a uh, small single family home, right? Like being able to differentiate that is important to understanding our lowercase a affordable housing needs, right? Are there uh, options for, uh, you know, young families uh, getting started, for elders looking to downsize who don't need uh, the same square footage? Uh, this is a question that gets thrown around a bunch, and it seems like a master plan is a great time to actually put, uh, to aggregate some of that data. I guess I'm, I'm confused by one thing, Kobe. The, the square footage doesn't necessarily dictate the valuation. I can have a 1,500-square-foot know, house with a relatively high valuation based on location, based on a whole variety of different data that would make that smaller footprint worth more based on a whole variety of other factors. So it's kind of, it's kind of a hard thing to look at, foot, at the footprint of the square footage and determine the valuation of a house based off of that. That's, 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 it adds a lot of data together. I guess I care less about the valuation of the home and more about the diversity of housing options. Uh, um, the town has done a housing production plan, correct? Yeah. In yes. 2022? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Would well, that be something that might be in there? No, what we do is we differentiate multifamily, single family, duplex, triplex, you know, multifamily, all very helpful. It would be even more helpful to know size of units and where we have certain sizes of units and how that's changed over time uh, and whatnot. Gina? Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think the American Community Survey has some of that data. Um, it's, it's, an est it's based on a, on a sample size, and so it's an estimate, but uh, usually it's you know, pretty close to, to, to what exists. And, and secondly, I think there was some concern about dropping below 10%. Um, the calculation for SHI is based on a denominator that uh, the 2020 uh, figures for housing units in Franklin and, and statewide just went into effect this year in 2023. So that denominator remains the same until approximately 2033. We can add we can add more uh, affordable housing. The denominator stays the same. So, if, if we build a thousand units of market rate housing, it doesn't go on the in that to, into that figure until 2033 after the next census. So we could be well below the 10 percent in 10 years. We we could be, but it would still count as being above. Uh, but that brings up the issue of well, lowercase affordable versus. Uh, technically afraid. And one of the discussions, and I'll chime in on this one, during EDC last week was talking about incorporating 40R right. into our process. And as part of that 40R process, we would require uh, equal to or greater than 25% of the units to 
to be affordable. I was looking forward to being only forty hours. A little bit different. I've been told by experts in the field. Yeah. I mean, Gino's considered an expert, in my opinion. But I was told that you need to get a developer to come in, to showcase a lot, a piece of property that he wants to do, and then work with him to get that done under a forty hour. The town just can't go out and say, "Hey, look at that." You know, we're going to sell this. And we're going to designate this as a forty hour. No, but we we can definitely put in. Well, we can, we can adopt the state the regulation. Not necessarily require, but at least allow the option for that. The state has the regulation already. The Franklin just has to adopt it. But uh, yeah. I was told we, do, we discussed that in the last EDC. You know, meeting. You know, it doesn't it doesn't need the town to designate an area we want to do. Right. If you if you have the forty hour bill, the developers will come in and then they'll make a proposal to you. If you're good with it, you'll let it go because it brings money in for the town for the unit. Almost. Well, it has some flexibility. It's just, you're just not going to pick a spot and say, hey, we're going to, we're going to open this up for 40 yeah. We look forward to discussing at the housing subject. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> All right. Um, I yes. had uh, one, I had two quick things that I, I thought of, just questions to check if they're in the existing conditions report. Demographic data. Yes. And parking uh, statistics and benchmarking. With other towns, there is a parking section. We haven't benchmarked it with other towns, though. Um, and we can, I guess, talk about what we're looking for specifically, maybe, um, maybe later. Okay. Uh, Ken, I didn't give you an opportunity to ask any questions. Do you have any questions in regards to the presentation, or any direct questions from Bader and Barrow? While we have them. Not right now. Thank you. Okay. Jen's on. Uh, on. I'm sorry. Jen's Jen. on. Oh, Jen's on. Jen, welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, I didn't see the presentation because I was on an airplane, but I am listening and I don't have any immediate questions. Okay. Okay. Understood. <laughs> I'm driving now, so I'm here now. Okay. Thanks for joining in. Um, so I just have a couple quick questions before I throw it back to Amy, uh, one is: Will we be able to get the, at least the slides from this presentation posted on the Google uh, Drive, and, and maybe give everyone a link so that they can view the slides, at least in some anticipation to the document that we're going to receive next week? Um, I am definitely looking forward to reading the whole document. Um, the other thing, and Eric, you took my question about the indigenous people. Thank you for for touching on that. Um, the goal was to take the December 13th meeting, um, the whole meeting, and dedicate towards feedback in regards to this document. So do we have the option between now and the 13th uh, to kind of give feedback directly to you guys in regards to this? Or do we have to wait until the full meeting? In other words, can we, if anyone has any specific questions in regards to a certain part or chapter or data or whatever that may be in the document, can we get um, feedback? And unfortunately, it can't be as a dialogue between us, but can we get feedback from each, either, either through chair of each subcommittee or through um, any one specific person? Yeah, I think that that probably be the best way if, if the chair wants to gather a list of questions yeah. and forward it to me. 
um, I can get them off to um, Barrett and Beta and so that they're kind of prepared to put together a summary of answers to, to those questions. Okay. So I guess it'd be, be great if subcommittees can try to plan a meeting between now and December 13th um, and maybe focus on this document to um, put together the list of questions. This, Mr. Chair, if I can yes. make a comment. Thank you. Um, and what we like to do just to keep things organized and to make sure that people's comments are acknowledged and that if there's repetitive ones that we don't have to acknowledge them multiple times. It can just be noted that it was acknowledged was when we send the document to the town staff to Amy and Ryan, um, we will include some instructions as well as a, a word document that we call a comment review matrix. And it's organized in terms of saying if the comment is related to a correction or an omission or something that was um, factually inaccurate and then gives an opportunity for you to say the comment and then give your data source if it's a, if it's a, you know, a correction um, or put your initials as to who it is. And then on the, on the right side of that, then when we go through it, we compile them and we kind of organize them by chapter. Um, then we work on acknowledging the comments making the corrections um, and updates as needed or edits, and then we mark where we have acknowledged and what's been changed. Either it's been changed, it's been partially changed, or it's been rejected. Um, you know, if it's if it's not something that, if it was just a comment, you know, not something constructive with a data source, so to say. Um, so it, we kind of need to keep it organized, otherwise there's too many moving parts and we can't really um, let you know like what's been acknowledged where. Okay, understood. That's logical. Right, Kobe? Is, is ask for more a an eligible comment? Like, can you, especially if it, if it comes with a data source, an eligible data source, can we say, like, hey, we'd love more, more data on this. Here's a data source. Yes, I'll say that's an eligible comment. And if we can, if we can, you know, make it happen, um, yes. Otherwise, we'll, you know, reply in terms of that's out of the scope, or that we think that's a great idea, but that would be an additional study or something like that. But you can, you can put that down. Um, and then, what happens? So we're, we're providing comments. We're, we're bringing them to you on December fifteenth, thirteenth. Uh, what happens from there? Like, what is? Um, are we, are we telling you to revise this? Is that one round of uh, revisions? Are we taking this and saying, hey, here's a whole bunch uh, else that um, we'd like to look into further? It's typically one round of revisions, um, even though these are you know living documents, and as Jeff said, this is um, we don't consider this to be the most important part, but it's the foundation um, from which things will then lend themselves to seeing more clearly the opportunities. Um, and the key issues. Um, so one round of revisions is what we what we typically do. So after December 13th, a month later, we'll get uh, the same document back, but with added, with you know, making revisions based on the comments that you received. Yes, with the revision. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, Mr. Chair. Um, to that point, uh, if it'd be good to have acknowledgement on 
questions that we put forth, whether it could be addressed or not. You know, typically you have some sort of a change log. This was adopted. This wasn't adopted for X, Y, and Z reasons. That way, it's it's uh, very transparent about what could be done and what couldn't be done, and why it might not be able to be done. And that would be helpful as well. Further questions from the committee? Um, I want to give Jen any feedback. Jen, and I apologize that you missed the um, slides, but I am going to see what I can do to get those posted to Google Drive so that you'll have an opportunity as well as Ken to view those remotely. And everyone on, on the committee will have another chance to review them as well. Um, and we will we look forward to the full document. Um, and I hate to be a pest, but how, how soon are you thinking? Tuesday? Wednesday. The only reason, yes, in that range. Tuesday, Wednesday sounds great. Okay, um, simply because as we get closer and closer to Thanksgiving and the holidays, it's just it's, we're, we're going to have some difficulty ourselves uh, setting aside time to put the subcommittees together so that we can get the questions generated that we need to generate in order to address this on the 13th of December. No, so. I understand, and we really appreciate mm -hmm. the enthusiasm, and we appreciate you just, you know, um, expressing your desire to get this as soon as possible. Yep. So we'll make it happen. Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate that. Any further comments or questions? Amy? All set. All right. Yeah. Uh, Jill, Jeff, and uh, I'm sorry, who else was on with this night? Lily, thank you for your time uh, tonight. We appreciate the presentation, taking your time out, uh, giving us uh, some feedback as to what our, our questions, as well as giving us some insight as to what the, the document, we look forward to the document sometime next week. Uh, just as a reminder to um, the committee, as Amy pointed out, uh, pay close attention to your emails in the Tuesday, Wednesday area, and we will have time to review these documents and get get back some feedback in December. Thank you very much, uh, Bader and Bat, for coming out tonight. You bet. Thank you for having yep. us. Thank you guys, you guys Thank can you. go eat your dinners now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Appreciate it. All right. Um, before I move on to talking about the survey, I have a couple of quick things that I have to touch base on. One of which um, is, Amy, I added in a whole bunch of photos that Paul um, sent over into the into the Google Drive. I don't know if you had a chance to kind of just a little bit. I haven't, looked at, I haven't okay. looked at them yet, but um, that's awesome to hear. And yep, he was kind of enough to, and I posted, I posted those on the drive. Um, just as a reminder to the committee, uh, we are still looking for photos to be put into the Google Drive to add into the document at some point. You know, storefronts, people walking, biking, train parking, etc. Harvest Festival, which we have already, touch a truck, anything like that that anyone feels like making any personal contributions to. We're still looking for that. Uh, and Amy, just a quick thing in regards to the subcommittees. I, 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 we've, we've been having some ongoing technical issues with the Zoom links. And, you know, you want to talk about the issues you had with your meeting you you had four links or something like that I, th I think what had happened at our last meeting was I had taken I had an old agenda that said we'd be live on Franklin TV and I know the subcommittee meetings aren't so then I took one that had been edited that was from the um, community services and facilities subcommittee and I put our agenda in that and I don't know whether one old link like the it says click here for the link and then it says here's then there's like the whole zoom link and then it says you know or you can call in with this meeting number and i think all three of them were different 
Mm-hmm. So that I, that was where people got hung up and trying to trying mm-hmm. to meet. There's a couple options. So when I, I I've been struggling too because I get the agendas and some of the dates are wrong and, and I, yeah. you know or they're right in one spot, wrong in the other mm-hmm. spot. They say Franklin TV and Franklin TV is not there. Um, if you you can always add your Zoom link meeting because you have the login and you can create the meeting and you can put it on your agenda prior to sending to me. Or um, I've also now had um, my um, another person in our department. Um, double checking the links. So that that's my other option that I started to install. Um, so those are basically the options that it gets. Uh, we have several Zoom accounts that oh, it's confusing. Is it an option for the you know heads of the subcommittees to send you like date, time, agenda, but not paste it into the document so that you know, if you're uploading, putting it in, that it's not, we're not missing formatting something within the page, and that ends up, you know, kind of creating, I think, kind of like a backlog, right? Like, that's how the links end up different in different places. It was me that was trying to get in last week. It was like the one in the email attachment had different well, links than the one that was online, and everything. I like, was even trying to get in. To I was logged in as... Amy and it was saying, you know, I was one link and then I tried another one and it was saying, you know, the host hasn't started. I am the host. So it was, it was, it was a, a multi-link well, thing going on. I think the, like, agenda is already set when sent to me, but if the, but if you can't put the link in, we can do the link. Okay. All right. Yeah, I different links for every subcommittee. Well, they are. So the different links for every single meeting. At, like, even this meeting. We don't save the same link. We don't save the same no, link. No, we don't. Yeah, the we create new distance. meetings for every single, single, meeting, single night, meeting. Every meeting date. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We were using, the ZBA was using somebody, else, somebody else's link and it didn't work out. So finally, I mentioned that Gus, Gus ended up getting us our own link. I don't know if that Well, we, we, we have our own account. You got your own account. He probably gave you your own account, but yeah, we have our own accounts. But well, an we, account that he had to pay for, he put it on. Yeah, 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 we, I do too. Okay. Yeah, same thing. And um, but we we changed the link because we don't want it to be <laughs> compromised. Uh, so Understood. every meeting and every subcommittee meeting has a new link. Yeah. So the only thing I ask of of the subcommittee chairs is to. Um, just check any information that's posted on an agenda prior to it being um, sent out just to be scrutinized just so we can avoid having these continued technical problems with the Zoom links. Uh, the only other thing I ask to on behalf of the, the chairs of the subcommittees is that is to please be certain to post an agenda at least 48 hours prior to Amy. And that's 72 well, that's- to get it to me, 70, I have to post seventy-two hours prior because prior. In, in order for in order for us to go live on any of our subcommittees, uh, we need to have that agenda made public uh, within forty-eight hours. In any preference uh, for seventy-two hours prior to uh, those meetings, uh, that's just the legalese that we need to follow in order to keep things on the up and up. Uh, let's try to stay up in those agendas. Uh, if you if 
anyone's having any problems, uh, please by all means reach out to me or Amy or both. Uh, Brian, we can do what we can do to try to help mitigate any future problems. Yeah, I don't know some information for in case anybody would want or want affordable houses or what they consider affordable. Okay. There's 10 houses listed in Franklin on MLS. Cheapest house is 475 which has dropped over the last month and a half about 100000 So you can probably guess what kind of house it is. That one's around 475000 And there's another one at 538 another one at, And there's another one at 575 And those houses are between 13 and 1500 square feet. It's about the size of my house. Yeah. Well, ironically, Joe and Bruce, uh, the house at the corner of my neighborhood, right at the corner of School Street, which is basically a post a postage stamp of a yard, it's not really that big, uh, sold, which was Dave's old house, the house at the corner, sold for five hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and it's one of the. Uh, it looks exactly like my house, fifteen hundred square feet. Well, that's, that's like side the yet. bottom line, you know, price wise in front. Yeah. Extraordinary There's only one below 500. Housing has gone up. But it's been on the market 56 days. All right. So moving on to our next agenda item, um, we've already had various opportunities to give any feedback in, in regards to the survey. Uh, Amy, you want to talk about finalizing the survey? Um, yeah, so I incorporated it. all the comments I can. I know there were a couple of questions, the sustainability committee was going to edit. They had some recommendations. I was looking for a final wordage on it that um, I don't think it ended up getting updated, um, which is fine. Um, be nice to be able to get this out the door. Um, mm -hmm. Especially, it's tough because we're hitting the holiday season to, right. to get as much feedback as we can. Uh, I don't know if anybody had any more edits or corrections or Anything they wanted to add to it. Okay. Um, I'll throw it around the room once, but I think ideally what I'd like to do tonight is get uh, a vote to try to move the survey forward so that we can kind of get that out as soon as possible. Uh, any questions? I'll just throw it around the room. Gatra is still all caps. What? Gatra is all caps. So. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. Uh, it's going to have to be roll call. So I will correct that. We have people who are about that. Oh, that's um, the... Jen or Ken, uh, do you guys have any any specific questions in regards to the survey before we move on adopting it? No. No. I didn't hear Jen. She says no. Oh, okay. Anyone else? Survey. There's a motion. Motion approved. And a second. Second. All right. Roll call vote. Roll call, please. Roll call. I will take yep. the roll. Uh, uh, roll call vote for to approve the survey, so we can get that out. Uh, let's go, Bruce Hunchard. Yes. Distribute the survey. As Distribute the survey as presented. And Meg is not here. Is that correct? She didn't come in, right? Absent. Gino. Yes. Rick? Yes. Janelle? Yes. Eric? Yes. Jen? Yes. Joe? Yes. Erin? Yes. Uh, Clark? Yes. Vice Chair? Yes. Chair? Yes. Okay. So we got Ken and Jen, right? Oh, 
Ken's not on there. Ken's on there. No, he's not on the list. Oh. oh. Sorry, Ken. Ken? Yes. <laughs> he's not on our list. We almost we almost got everybody on the list. Okay. We'll, we'll update that. All right. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate you moving on. Twelve to. Twelve yes, one absent. Thank you. Absent. Thank you. Thank you, Clark. Appreciate that. All right. <clears throat> just just left for a minute. Um, so just by way of explanation on our dates, uh, while Amy stepped out for a second, our next full master plan committee meeting is November 29th. And then after that, our following meeting is December 13th. Um, on the December 13th agenda, um, the hope, um, and Amy, just by way of explanation, what I was talking about was the December 13th meeting. Um, we may or may not have dates from the full council to have chosen dates for 2024. And we're kind of in limbo until we kind of figure out what the full council decides town council meetings so that we can ultimately set meeting dates for this committee because we're off we're off week to the council so typically we, we had council last weekend we have council next week and we try to do these meetings on off Wednesdays so that we have full use of uh, the space we don't conflict with the council meetings so as soon as the town council gets a full calendar I do believe we typically do that either this first or second meeting so our first meeting is the 15th. Yeah, he said he wants to get it done by the 15th. On the 15th. Okay. So hopefully we'll have um, dates. Unfortunately, it won't be before the 13th. But we'll be able to vote on the dates. So do we want to pick a January date for a master plan meeting now and just kind of approve it so we have it on the calendar? The council's going to meet before the 13th, and they're probably going to have the votes. Well, the, fir the, first, the first official town council meeting is the 15th. Of November. December. Of oh, November. what am I thinking? Sorry. You can see I'm tired. Anyway, Kobe, you was our vote getter, right? Congratulations. Thank you. New chair? <laughs> so, anyways, we'll try to get those dates set up so that we have... Um, we have something to talk about on the 13th in regards to uh, setting the meetings for next year. Um, Amy, do we need to set those any sooner than December 13th? 13th would be fine with you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And that, let's see what else we have on the list. Story map. Yeah. Uh, tabling and outreach for survey. That's already, we already talked about the survey. Um, Amy, did you want to touch base on that? What, what that? Tabling out research survey for what do you mean by that? Um, the committee talked about like trying to do like tabling at the senior center for oh. a few hours or the library for a few hours. Um, I don't know if there's a schedule or what availability is. Um, it's something they could kind of do on their own once we get the survey out. Um, just an idea. I know that the committee had talked about it at the last meeting, mm -hmm. so that's why I put it on here. Does anybody have any desire to Kobe? Did you add that 
Okay. Um, anybody have any desire to maybe have their subcommittees reach out? Not um, not tabling, but was wondering about what kind of like print materials or poster materials would be printed, what those would look like, um, and when that would be available to connect to the survey. So, well, the printed survey will look, we're going to do this in Google Forms. The committee decided they want it in Google Forms, so we'll right. get that out on social media and as well as the website and all that. Hard copies will be available at the senior center, um, the library. Um, I can probably also also do park and rec um, as well. So that would go out that way. Um, other I mean, than that, whatever our ideas that the committee wants to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like big poster board in the entrance to the library and you know. Town hall. Town hall. Little ones that we can put on the entrances of the playgrounds would be great. Um, I mean, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That, that like QR is like yeah, that has the QR, that are vibrant, has the yeah. logo and is a call to action to the community to participate that um, you know, if there's an incentive, that there's an incentive. Um, but like you know, do you not want something that they're going to have to go and ask right. for at the library desk. But like, so, yeah. so would someone like to design that poster and then our department can take care of um, getting it out, getting it on boards, and putting them up? Okay. Is there any kind of, like, budgetary restriction on what you can print? <laughs> there is no budget. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm asking because, like, for instance, I know for the open space survey they had, like, postcard size printouts that were at the rec department and other locations in town like are we able to print stuff like that so okay open space is different because they have their own budget they have a wetlands fund out of, uh, for, for conservation um, where this just comes out of DPCD budget so do we have some printing money we do have printing money you, okay. you know so we could get cards I right. guess if you guys want to put together a list of what type of promotional stuff, I, yeah. I, mean, I even um, large posters, DPW has a large printing machine. Yeah, I mean, they I could, would they could print it for us as well. We have also. boards in our office that that we can put them on. Yep. So okay. like there there is a way that we can work this out. Yes. Okay. There is. Well, so that, that also leads me to one question, um, Pete. If you can, can you hear me? Can you put together a slide with the QR code on Franklin TV as part of one of your ongoing evolving slides that you have? Yes, we can. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one yeah. option. So if you guys want to put it together, yes, we, we, we okay. can make it work. Yeah, because and I yeah I would prioritize the big signs or mm-hmm. the you know smaller ones for for outdoor locations or something over mm-hmm. the printed cards, but was just wondering what what options mm-hmm. we had. Sure. Okay. So we've got options. So that's some good options. Uh, I do think we should. It sounds like you're volunteering to design those. But. <laughs> She's got a lot on her plate. Regardless uh, of, of who ends up, although I we should. I did not say that. But. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> once, once we decide who. Um, 
bring them to the downtown partnership, a lot of businesses might take them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even if they're an eight and a half by eleven format, they don't have to be fancy. Yeah. yeah. Just something they can put their window. People post them. I posted right. the OSRP yeah. one. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we should leave without knowing who's responsible or who's taking our step. Uh, I just vote it. Yeah. Uh, I just vote it. I'm the whole I don't think it was through design. Does anybody feel like taking on the responsibility of coming up with? When do we want it done by? Well, I still, I got to get the um, survey in Google Forms first and then create the QR code. But, I mean, you could yeah. work on it, just but leave space for the QR code because I'm right. not going to have that till next week. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I mean, within a week or two, I mean, yeah. we can still get the survey out without the posters completely being done. Like, that can promote it even after we get it out. Um, I can always try to first shot at it and then send it to Erin so she could check it. Like, we've done that on a couple of things. Do you want me to, yeah, you want me to okay. start with it and then you can edit it? Or is that okay? Yeah. Or do I send it, I'll send it to Colby. <laughs> yeah. How's the Franklin children? I, I think that's yeah, fine. Mel, no, that works. That's fine. Um, okay? Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll, I'll start on it. And just leave a spot for the QR code if you get a heavy. Yeah, that's all. Then, can maybe, we know, maybe, uh, you can add anything. Uh, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Well, you can. Yeah. Yeah, I do have to stress that about right. it, it doesn't, since, since it's really since it's really just a poster with a few words that with the QR code is going to take you to everything else, it yeah. doesn't really need to be elaborated. Right. It's just yeah. simply going to be our full Franklin put it. QR code. Survey, blah blah blah, and people can scan it and go right to the information. Can this, we're going to put this on the internet so people can. It can go anywhere. Franklin, Tennessee will be. But okay, so can I just like get some clarification though? There's still two gift cards. Yes. Yes. And um, we're gonna in, to get people to take the survey. They're gonna take. They can go into a raffle yep. to win either one of them. I or think. Or do we want to do one? I, time as well. I, I we'll have think two winners. We two have, winners? Yeah, we got two winners. We got two. We got yeah, two we have two. Okay. I, I was, I, well, what I was thinking about those, and I don't know if everyone agrees or disagrees, is that if we have events either at the library or the senior center or wherever to kind of promote this, we can use it as an incentive. That it's like, hey, if you, you know, take our survey today, you take that chance of. Who better than those who've been here? I do think that this will be easiest if the survey ends with are you interested in being entered into the yes. survey? If so, please provide your email. Into the raffle. Yeah. In, into the raffle. Move that to the end. Yeah. All right. And then the, the poster might just say optional raffle for prizes. Right, win a prize. Yeah. But then, then you don't have to worry about where, when they took the survey, or where, they, or who's right. taking it, or, or the what their is. And it doesn't have to be um, a detail about what the prize is. It's just like there's a wrap, gift card raffle, or enter to win and win put a, a value on. Like otherwise, they'll think they're cards. gonna get like. I'm sorry. A hundred dollar. Yeah. They're hundred dollar gift cards. I didn't yeah. say that. 
to. Um, yeah. All right. All right. assessment um i mean it's something we could table till the new year if we'd like to might be a little bit easier after we get through these few things and then we wait on beta and barrett while they're doing their next steps of the project um but it's something uh, what i was hoping is that the subcommittees would kind of put together their ideas of what they would each kind of like to see within the story maps and then we would put it together um, within our department but it's up to the subcommittee if they're going to have time, really, no, in the can, next couple of months. We can, we, can, we can push that to the, to the chairs of each subcommittee to, to review mm -hmm. that. Oh, we have questions. Yeah, I guess I would just say that it's, it's not too much to like send you a blur for you to put in, but I do think that a story map would be most useful as a understanding of the results of the master plan that it has a tool to get someone engaged with the master plan process. That's my, and, you know, so, so I, in, in a way of like, I wouldn't put too much effort into story map as an advertisement, right? If you want to make it all nice, like if you're really going to put a lot, if it's just like a click through with a little blurb of each, okay, that doesn't take long. If you like want to make it highly engaging, it just doesn't seem like effort that's worth, spend. worth spending ahead of, would like to do so. It was something that had come up. I kept it on the agenda, but we could definitely uh, postpone it to a later date to discuss further. All right. That's everything on our agenda. Um, Amy, any last, anything last to say? 
producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.